This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs. My name's Toby Show Silver. My name's Greg Abbott, and you're listening Hello. to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Oh, there we go. I couldn't hear anything then. That was, that was like, wow, proper sound cancelling. Can you hear me now? Oh, camera's working. I didn't know camera's working. I can hear Will, I. Max, are you all right? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm having me too. Oh, it's all right, man. Don't worry about it. Sorry for interrupting your tea. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, some people have realised, obviously, Liam's not here. Um, he's busy. So uh, we're just going to crack on the three of us. Is he at judo? No, he's not at judo. Um, I'm going to run to judo later, which is, uh, you know, I'm going to say thank you to the both of you for sort of uh, bending a little bit and uh, obviously being able to fit us in so I can run off to my judo class. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been in- I-, I enjoyed it last week, so... You know, I'll, uh, I'll let you know how it goes this week. I've a couple of bumps and bruises, but they've healed by now, so I'm eager to return. <laughs> um, but yeah, lads, I'll kick things off properly. Oh, Maris, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 140. Two, and I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by two thirds of the Cumbrian Brain Trust this week. That's right, Wills and Max are here. Thank you for joining us once more, lads. How are we? Not all good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're all good. We're all ready to crack on and smash this show. But before we crack on and proceed, we've got traditions around here on the Blue Army podcast. And at the start of the show, that could only mean one thing and one thing only. That's right, boys. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week is... Think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army Podcast. Joke of the week. Here we go, boys. Here we go. Right. This one's aimed at Barrow. Why can't you get a brew? Why can't you get a brew at Barrow? I don't know. Because they haven't got any cups. 
<laughs> uh, I think I think Liam would love that one. He hates my, uh... <laughs> Well, I'm going to try and you know find some more football-related jokes for next week as well. But that one went down all right, so that's good. Uh, great way to kick off the Blue Army podcast this week, and we'll move on to the next segment, which wills you flying solo this week. But it is the part of the show where we get to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there? In the league, one roundup with Wills. Take it away, buddy. Hey, well, uh, this week it's all about Reading. Uh, their match against Port Vale was abandoned in um, in the opening ten minutes after protesting Reading fans invaded the pitch, and they've also had protests outside the Houses of Parliament and. It's come to the point that the EFL have got involved and urged the Reading owner, uh, Dai Young, to either put money into the club or sell it. Uh, Reading, of course, have been deducted points um, in three successive seasons for failing to pay the players. Uh, at the end of his story... At the end of the day, it's basically the club doesn't have enough money to do all these things and he's getting in trouble because they're owned by someone who, from what I can tell, just isn't interested, uh, doesn't put money in, doesn't really take any interest. He just owns the club and kind of lets it lets it carry on, uh, carry on failing. So and it, the AFL actually applied in the past for him to be declared a fit and unproper person. And a court agreed with them, but wouldn't allow them the power to enforce it. So, you know, this is a guy that the EFL are kind of gunning for too. Um, but back to the protests, whether there'll be kind of further sanctions for Reading because of those protests. Obviously, we know that we've had, um, you know, hefty fines for fans invading the pitch. So... You'd imagine that Reading would get the same thing, but that fine's presumably gonna go unpaid. Yeah, yeah. I saw a few things as well. Um, he's he's apparently had a couple of other teams in the past, mm. and they basically don't exist anymore because he's got a a tendency to sort of um lose interest and just let the club rot basically. Yeah, and it does seem like that's what it is. It's not like a business decision or something. It's just you know just not interested or it's not maybe he didn't make the profit he thought he would but um yeah he's not he's not running it badly he's just not running it yeah yeah i think that he was banking on them getting promoted you know when they were playing um huddersfield mm. in the playoff final yeah and um you know he's put a lot of money into the club apparently but obviously the in the championship if you don't get that you know elusive premier league promotion spot then financially yeah. it can like be like massively could be like a disaster yeah have you seen the here is the city video on the championship and the whole kind of financial situation there with... is that the hitc one yeah yeah um, i watched that today yeah but yeah because i think he kind of touches on that and mentions reading in yeah. kind of like what happens to the clubs that don't have the parachute payments yeah, it's a, it's a massive um, advantage when you got that parachute payment. You should probably kind of review it, I think. But yeah, I mean it's a it's a broken system for sure. 
Yeah, it's a shame for Reading fans, though. It's a, it makes you kind of um, be grateful for the position we're now in because it can happen to like, any club, can't it? But Yeah, I mean, despite people expecting that they were going to, you know, similar to Wigan, because who had an even bigger points deduction is kind of like quickly make up for that. They haven't really done that. They're having a bad season anyway, and even without the points deduction would be kind of down in the bottom half of the table. Um, you know, whether they're probably going to get other points deductions in the future if things don't change. Yeah, you, to be you could seen. see it happening. You could see it happening. Yeah. Um, in other news, has just been you know the transfer transfer window opening and a lot of clubs starting to make changes to their starting to make changes to their squads and I'll just kind of like have a little look through some of the ones that might kind of have caught my eye. Uh, Cal Al obviously are the are the big actors in the transfer window so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlton Charlton Athletic have brought a few in, including they brought Macaulay Gillespie in from Plymouth. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, next Blues news. Yeah, they have. Uh, it's someone that you know we should have been really looking at as well, to be honest. Because um, I mean, we'll go into talk yeah. about it a little bit later on. But I feel like you know a lot of the targets that we're bringing in are maybe tried and tested League Two players, but we could do with bringing in those tried and tested League One players as well. And he won promotion with Plymouth last season, and it would have been you know. Not not necessarily a coup for for us to bring yeah. him in, but it would have been a, a strong signal of you know uh, intent. Oh yeah, um, Cheltenham have brought in Tom Pett, uh, formerly with Cheltenham. I don't know how long ago he last played for Cheltenham, but he's been without a club, and they've brought him in a you know experienced player for them, and you know a player that I, th- I think is kind of quite highly thought of around there. I don't know if he's quite considered a club legend, but he's definitely got some kind of Cheltenham connection. Um, Toto Inciala has been released by Fleetwood. That is a player who was quite good for Hartlepool in League 2 when we used to come up against him. And I think Shrewsbury as well, but he's, he's currently maybe coming to the end of his career in his 30s, has been released. Experienced centre-back, but... Fleetwood are releasing him. I don't know if it's what we would want. Mm. I'm sure they'll look at all these players, won't they? And I don't know who has the fa- obviously Simo will have the final say, won't he? But it's Greg, yeah. Greg Abbott. That's his job, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Greg Abbott's job to like. Well, they said you know the new owners have said they want to start and... approaching stuff in that money ball style, isn't it? So like, mm. they're going to be looking more at stats than anything else you'd imagine, and so. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, they've kind of increased the size of that department just mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just to look at people's stats and just do the research on right how many assists, how many yards covered, how many this, how many that. It's to get every percentage out of the recruitment process. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're going to start seeing the benefits of that. Maybe not, maybe not in January this window, but definitely yeah, in the summer. I, mean, I, I think. think this window they'll probably be. There's there'll be maybe a, a panic buy, but we'll probably, you know, we'll we'll likely pay over the odds for someone at some point before the end of January, hopefully, and then that person will, you know, go on and turn our season around. But you feel kind of like we'll get to a point maybe where, you know, we really want this missing jigsaw piece, and then have to kind of yeah. just go out and yeah. pay what someone wants. Not 
them knowing that we've got a bit of money in a desk. Yeah, break. that yeah, that's probably already happened to be fair to a certain extent, but yeah. yeah. I think it's it's worth doing though, to be fair, because uh, we need it. Mm. Yeah, we need to stay up. And it's an you know, it's a worthy investment even if you do pay more. And I'm sure kind of like that's a thing that happens in business all the time, paying paying more for something than what it's worth, but because Necessary. because you need it, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, no, that's it. That's a transfer. No, that's me gone through the transfer news and you say everything else being about Reading. Well, yeah, you know, talking about doing more transfer news, it's that time of the show where Max has got like a new segment, so he's going to talk about some of the transfer rumours that have been circulating around Carlisle United. Uh, Max, it's time for you to step in, sir, and tell us what you've got. Yeah, so this past week has been very heavily focused on one player um, who we've allegedly had a bid, a bid rejected for, um, and that player is Jake Young from Bradford. Um, this season, he was on loan at Swindon, scoring 16 in 24-25. Um, yeah, so we've been heavily linked with him this week. Yeah. Um, Simo, I think we, I think the bid was rejected on Friday before that last Friday before the game. Mm. Um, I th- from what I can say, we're still pursuing him, um, along with Exeter and Port Vale. Um, obviously, like you said before, established League Two player now. And um, yeah, they've clearly been looking at the stats, 16 and 25. Yeah. It's like obviously a really, a really healthy um, return for him. Yeah. And um it seems like that that player when you when you mentioned paying over the odds, I feel like Jake mm. Young could be that player. Um, you know, maybe in Jan, maybe if it was in the summer, we wouldn't have to be forking out so much. But we do need goals, um, essentially, and he seems to be the inform guy right now and a pretty realistic target for us. Yeah, um, I mean, Young's an interesting one because he's sort of. You know, Bradford weren't actually planning on using him this season and have kind of loaned him out. And now they're like suddenly with an asset on their hands. Um, I think, do you remember when uh, we loaned Paddy Madden out to Yeovil? Yeah. And then we called him and then sold him to Yeovil? Yeah. Um, I don't know if Swindon, did you mention Swindon as one of the clubs? That no, they, they ruled themselves out. They couldn't afford. Um, to put the manager up to come out and basically say that there's yeah. no way we can afford him. You know, he's quite possibly going to be overpriced because you're basing it off like one half season. Well, you know, his his career up until that point, term, I don't think was he just kind of yeah he hadn't really played Radfords. Yeah, so he was on loan at Barrow last season, played 17 games. Yeah, um, zero goals. But it seems like this season he's really kicked on. I have actually watched a few of the Swindon highlights as well. You know, one of the games he scored four goals and got one assist. So he's he's, he's on fire, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and he just the, the kind of player he is, um, you know, you could see him and Luke Armstrong working really well up, up front together. Yeah. And, you know, like I say, um, no, sorry. Um, yeah, I had a little look on the Bradford forum as well. And there, you know, when we signed Harry Lewis and 
they were, you know, obviously unhappy with the sale of Harry Lewis, but talk then quickly, uh, you know, quickly turned to Jake Young and, and how much of a bollock their board <laughs> dropped with him. <laughs> but... <laughs> Is he just in the last year of his contract? On the idea does anyone know that? I think he's got no. I think he's got like two years left or something. Right. He's you got know, quite a while. Yeah, because yeah, the kind of player that we're not be... expecting to break through yet. It's going to be another big one, isn't it? It mm. might be another big bid yeah. or something. It'll probably it'll be the record signing. It'll be Luke Armstrong's. I think. Do you reckon um, like it'll have to be someone? Someone's got to leave then, at least. Like something's going to have to balance. The yeah, books, I mean. Paul was like gone about getting two or three new more signings in. So if we get him yeah. in, maybe that changes to, you know, just him or maybe someone else. Um, mm. But yeah, you could. Venting, yeah. It? Yeah. yeah, exactly. If he wants to put all his eggs in one basket or not, we'll have to wait and see. Well, it, yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of like trying to determine, you know, where we're missing because it's still mostly up front and kind of turning spells of kind of, you know, some decent chant, you know, some decent openings that we've made actually turning them into a finished product is still probably the main one. So it's kind of, you know, do we want to just focus on solving that, which is yeah. the kind of player that Jake Young will be brought in to solve? Yeah, I think goals are goals are what is going to like keep us up, obviously, isn't it? So, yeah, I think it's, it's... Like two goal scorers side by side is Sheeran and Sheringham. <laughs> but, uh, Max, did you get anything Bridges. Did you get any no, so I was just going to mention the Harry Lewis sign um, signing, but yeah. obviously we all know about that. He made his debut on Saturday. Obviously not not his not his dream debut, um, but uh, yeah, a good player to have. Definitely gives a bit of you know assurance to the defenders that there's a, an experienced goalkeeper behind them. But yeah, that's other than that, that's it from me this week. Beautiful, man. Thanks very much. That's Max's transfer rumour mill. Um, and yeah, I'll move on and do a bit more Carlisle United-related news. Obviously, some of it does get covered in in your guys' sort of like rounds. So that's absolutely cool. I was going to talk yeah. about Harry Lewis, talk about uh, Macaulay Gillespie moving uh, to to Plymouth. And uh, I do, uh, from Plymouth to Charlton, sorry. And I do want to sort of like bring that up again in the sense that like, you know, the the, the, the way that like people are calling for people's heads at the moment is definitely like leaning towards um uh, you know they're asking for Simo basically to get the sack now um if if anyone is going to get the sack at the end of like the season it's it's definitely not going to be Simo in my book but I feel like I'm a bit worried that if these signings don't keep us up Greg Abbott's going to be the scapegoat I'm just a little bit worried yeah. that he's going to be the one on on the chopping block come the end of the season if there is a relegation. He might become the scapegoat, unfortunately. Uh, What do you guys think of that one? I mean, it depends how much of a team him and Simo form, you know, behind the scenes. Because if they seem like they work really good together, then Simo might have more clout if he wants to keep him on to to keep him on. Yeah. I I mean, you know, there's you could kind of like defend Abbott from even if we kind of like the signings don't work out and we do go down, you could kind of defend him on that, that we kind of went into this market and we were having to pay way over the odds mm. for players because people knew we had a bit of money and were desperate. So we, you know, we ended up having to go for, and, you know, I don't want to say anything because, you know, I hope all these players do really well. We were, you know, this player or that player, because we couldn't get 
this other player that we should have been able to get, but we were just they were just asking for too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, for me, I wouldn't even be considering sucking anyone um, this season. To be fair, um, we've you know we we had a mountain to climb from the very start. Probably we didn't re- even realize it at the time, but the way the season's gone, it was clear that we weren't really prepared for it in the way we thought we were. Um, yeah. And look now, now it's going to be a, a really big ask to um, to stay up. And um, but you know, next I don't want to say we are going to go down and we're going to stay up, but next season we're going to have a really good chance. Um, whatever happens, yeah. to do well, I think. Um, in other X Blues news, though, guys, um, even though that wasn't really X Blues news towards the end, it was just a, <laughs> a bit of a <laughs> discussion about something else. Um, but uh, the GiveMeSport.com has released their very famous top 25 young players list. And there's a young Cumbrian amongst them. That's right. He's making his debut in the top 25 list. It's uh, James Trafford. Uh, surprise. And there's ah. no room for Jared Branthwaite. It's James Trafford. I thought you were going to say Branthwaite. He comes yeah. in. <laughs> He comes in at number twenty-five, uh, but you know, th- you know, it's no small accomplishment, and congratulations to him on that one, uh, lads. Who do you yep. think number Let's one? Let's get Breeze coming. Twenty-four. Who do you think? Who do you uh, think number one is on the young players list? What's the age under what? It'd be like under twenty-ones. Twenty-ones. Is this um, worldwide? Yeah. Jude, uh, Jude, is he young? Is he uh, Jude Bellingham? Is it is he, uh... Jude Bellingham. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Jude Bellingham's number one. Well done, lads. <laughs> and uh, other Carlisle United related news: Max Kilsby has been brought back from his season or his half season loan that was at Annan, and it's uh, Simpson has came out and spoken about the fact that he's going to be looking over uh, Max's development and seeing how he can compare to the League One side and the stronger side and the recruitment that he's brought in. And, uh, you know, there might be an opportunity towards the end of the month where he might go out on loan again, uh, but he's very much in and amongst the first team and he will be contesting uh, for a place, basically, just like everybody else. Uh, so, uh, lads, how do we feel about Max coming back after a half season at Annan? Uh, do you feel like he's going to be able to get the opportunity to stick around until the end of the season? Or do you feel like he's going to go back uh, out on loan, potentially, though, to a bit of a higher suitor, as it were? Max, what do you think on that one? Uh, I think if we were kind of in in the more mid table region, um, he might have had a better you know a better chance of staying and maybe getting um, being brought on as a sub in one of the games. But I I don't I think there's too much at stake now. We like we haven't really got that room for manoeuvre to bring in um, young players that haven't played at this level before. Obviously, Gabe Breeze was an exception. Um, so I think yeah, if, if he could go on loan to maybe a bit of a higher level. Um, whether that be in Scotland or in England, I think that would be a, a better option. Um, but even to have him around the dressing room, I think it'll be beneficial to him. Um, yeah. Will, have you got anything to add? Um, yeah, uh, pretty, just pretty much to agree with Max. I think um, there's there's going to be too many players a- ahead of him <clears throat> in the kind of centre-back role. Um Maybe like if some of them got moved out, but you know, I don't know that that will happen. Gonna have they probably still put in a pressure situation more than a you know, young lad. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone would necessarily argue with if he did decide to play him, but it's probably not the best yeah. time. <laughs> it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a risk, uh, yeah. like more risk than reward situation, isn't it potentially? Um, so I mean, you yeah. know, they just recruited as well, so we'll see what happens uh, going over the rest of January. There might be some more transfer news for us all to talk about. But in other Carlisle United related news, I'll do that again. In other Carlisle United related news, um, there's been four young gentlemen handed an interim ban. Uh, from Carlisle United's Brunton Park after the abuse that was suffered by the Port Vale goalkeeper just a few weeks ago. Max and Wills, you both yeah. stand in the Warwick where, you know, it's 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 been told that the, the four young men under question were standing. Uh, the comments have also been on social media, the rumours of what was being said by the young fans. But like, was, was it that large of a group or was it very much an isolated issue to just a couple of idiots? Couldn't hear it from where I was. No, I, I, I didn't even know it happened, to you be honest. You can rarely so. hear things yeah. across the Warwick, I find. Whenever I've read something like this, it's n- I've never actually heard it happen. Yeah. No, neither have I. Um, I was surprised there was as many as four, actually. Yeah, I thought it was going to be less. I think it's like usually not someone like, you know, yelling it out of the top of their voice as well, because I probably know that, you know, if it gets seen shouting this, I'll be, I'll be in trouble, so... It's probably kind of like them, you know, snidey little shouts. Yeah, you'd imagine yeah. it would have been. Yeah, you imagine it would have been. But nonetheless, it's been treated very seriously by the yeah. officials and they have been given bans. Uh, so, yeah, you know, just, just watch your mouth when you're at Carlisle United. You know, just, you know, just, yeah, you know, there's a line and you can't cross it. <laughs> yeah. Those lads crossed it at the end of the day. So, you know, try not to do that. And, uh, you know, you'll enjoy the match a bit more, maybe. Uh, or you'll definitely be allowed to watch the match again. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> Sage <future>. advice. <laughs> uh, but, lads, we're going to move on and we're going to play uh, everybody's second favourite game in just a few seconds. But first, we're going to have a quick word from a few of our sponsors. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. All right, gentlemen. It's the return of everybody's second favourite game. True blue or not a blue? It's the year is nineteen eighty-eight. Ah, so not a million million years ago, nineteen eighty-eight, gentlemen. And we're gonna dive straight in. And true blue or not a blue? You gotta tell me if this person was a blue or not a blue. Brent Heatherington. Hmm. That smacks are made up to me. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, made up. I mean, I don't know. It's too long. It's too fancy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Brent Hetherington is saying yeah. not a blue. Not a blue. You'd be wrong, I'm afraid, guys. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> it's a terrible start. He was a striker who made 16 appearances that season. Brent Hetherington will move on, lads. The next one is Nigel Saddington. Saddington. I've never heard that name he's, before. He's, he's got a theme this week. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I, I mean, I, I think <laughs> my initial reaction is the same to Nigel Saddington as it is to Brent Hetherington. I just don't know whether I want to go with my initial reaction. I've been Saddington and Hetherington <laughs> up top together. Yeah, go on then. So, yeah, <laughs> true, a blue. true blue. True blue. You're correct, guys. Well done. It was. <laughs> it was Saddington and Hetherington. Well done. What position I don't know if was it? Front together. Oh. I didn't write down what position he played in. I'm sorry about that one. We'll move on, though. You've got one point so far. One out of two is not too bad. We're going to move on. It's Mike Robert. Mm. Simple name. Yeah. <laughs> it's just two first names put together. <laughs> Get a few of those now, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've just gone not a blue because it's like a trick question. Yeah, I'll agree. Not a blue. Not a blue, you're saying? And it's not a blue. Well done, lads. Mike Roberts is not a blue. So we'll move on, lads. Two out of three. Ain't so bad. Archie Stevens. That that kind of sounds like an old-timey footballer. What, yeah. what season is this? I don't even think we're talking about. 1988. Yeah, not that old-timey. But no, it still sounds like a good... A good footballer's name. Yeah. <laughs> True blue. True blue. And you're on a hat trick, lads. Well done. You got three. <laughs> three out of four. Can you end it on a strong note with Tony Graham? Tony Graham. Yeah, that sounds like one. Mm. Sounds like a true blue. Mm. Ooh. Max yeah, instincts on this one. True. true blue. Yeah. Saying true blue. But it's not, I'm afraid, lads. Oh, Sorry no. about that one. You got three out of five this week, though. That's pretty good. Listeners, let it's us know bad. what you got as well. You know, we never do that kind of shout, do we? Like, leave it in the comments if you got three out of five or something. Yeah, see if you did better than the lads, you know. Give us Everyone will just say five out of five, yeah. though, won't they? Oh, well, no they proof. lie, yeah. I suppose you could just lie, yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice to see some comments in some comment section, though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't check a comment section. I don't think Spotify has one. I just think they just do ratings, don't they? Yeah, uh, that's the only thing I really look at. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're going to move on, lads. It's time for the match report. And as I always do, as we dive into the match report, I'm going to give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for their past weekend's game. It had Harry Lewis making his debut in goal with a back flat free of Whelan, Lavelle and Mellish being flanked by Elish and Robinson on either side with a midfield free of McCalmont, Moxon and Neil and the strike two of Butterworth and Armstrong. So, uh, lads, Harry Lewis signed on Friday straight into the starting lineup on the Saturday. Is there a case to be said in potentially retrospect that instead of him getting troused by three goals, it would have benefited just from, you know, giving Gabe Breeze at least a couple of chances, a couple of more chances um, before bowing out to Harry Lewis, you know, potentially, you know, not necessary to upset the young goalkeeper and unsettle him in that starting lineup. Just, just then, you know, just 24 hours later after Harry Lewis signing. Retrospect's a bit of a bitch, lads, but what do you think? No, I think, I think Gabe Breeze will have expected Harry Lewis 
Chris to come in. And yeah. I think despite the three goals, I think Lewis had the good game. You can see what he's going to give us. So nothing that was, it, I'd say it was probably what Bruce would have expected as well. Yeah, I think it was the right decision. You know, I, I don't, I think Harry Lewis would have been told coming into the club that he was going to be number one choice. Um, and yeah, Gabe Breeze, has, he's done well since he's come in. Um, and he's definitely, you know, accelerated his career, you know, with the performances that he's, he's had so far and I think there will be opportunity for him in the future but yeah Harry Lewis was brought in to, to play straight away um, so, so yeah I think it was the right decision yeah yeah um, and Butterworth uh, getting that start finally as well partnering Armstrong up front uh, what did we think of that from the starting lineup? it's kind of what we spoke about last week yeah I mean I thought of that as soon as I saw it that like yeah we were kind of right that Butterworth, you know, he's going to get a chance given his goal in the last game and, you know, that he ended the, that extra game as a strike partner. So, yeah, no, I wasn't surprised to see him start. Yeah, positive for Butterworth. Did he do enough to stay in the starting lineup for you, Max? Yeah, I, I do like Butterworth. I think he's he's got, like, loads of ability, to be fair. He just, just the end product sometimes isn't there, but... I don't know who I, I wouldn't really rather anyone else. You could maybe make an argument for Garner, but he's a he's a different type of player. Um, so yeah, I, I do like Butterworth, and it's pro- it's probably he probably should have started like a lot earlier than he has. Um, to be honest, he should have probably been given more of a chance. But you know, instead of Maguire, for example, because he's obviously Maguire's obviously not lived up to the the hype when he when he arrived. So yeah. It was about I mean, time, but we've got his chance. Yeah, I mean, Maguire completely missed out in this game, not being used at all. Uh, Edmondson being the last, last ditch sort of like thrown at substitution. Uh, obviously, Gibson, Charters, and Garner all coming off the bench as well during the game. Maguire sort of left to sit this one out in what I believe was minus one, unfortunately. <laughs> so he had a lot of time to sort of dwell on his impact that he's had so far at Brunton Park. And, I, you know, we all hope it gets better. We've seen glimpses of how good he can be, but. At the moment, yeah, you just fancy Butterworth a bit more, don't you? And you fancy Edmore after getting that 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 winner the other the other week as well. Like you know, you just fancy yeah. them a bit more, don't you? Getting amongst uh, the team, right? We'll go on and talk about the goals, but we'll talk about them very briefly. The first goal was from a set piece. It was a corner, unfortunately, and Oxford United took the lead. Very um, well. I mean, it was a bit easy, wasn't it, lads? At the end of the day, uh, and it, but it was it was late into the first half in the in the thirty ninth minutes. Uh, they they doubled their lead in the second half, and this is what we want to talk about. Really, the dispute of whether or not this was offside is definitely um, you know you know what what's been up for debate. Now, it's the most shocking thing for me is the fact that the that Paul Simpson came out when he asked the the linesman about it. The linesman said it was because the fullback was playing him on side and the fullback's nowhere nowhere near it for a start and he isn't playing him on side by a good five yards but I think it's Lavelle Lavelle is closer to to the, to the guy and it's it is you know it it, it 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 I think he is offside but it's not like completely clear cut I think we just have to like cut a little bit of slack on the linesman um or not the linesman necessarily because he said it was the fucking fullback but yeah uh Will, yeah you, you think... he, that, he, that was oh go on sorry go on Max um Oh no! I was just gonna say, like the linesman's just talking out of his ass there. It, was, it, it, it probably was like Lavelle was closer, like you said, but it was it was still off um, by quite a bit. And but unfortunately, you can't rely on the officials. 
We got anything well? Um, yeah. Um, did they change the offside rules slightly this season or something? It's one of those things where <laughs> they've said they've changed it, and I don't know if it's being consistently applied. But where, as long as part of your body that you can hit the ball with is onside, then the rest of you's onside. Yeah, something and but I mean the tweak the tweak it every season and I'm sure I have seen some more given offside this season in, in other games where I saw it given onside where it looks like it would have been offside previously but I don't think there's any consistency to it because you don't you don't normally see those given onside not at this level no. and. If it was always like that, then you'd accept that and say, like, the linesman's done a good job there. But um, it's sometimes like that and sometimes not. We'll have ones given offside against us this season, probably where we're more on side than that. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, things went from bad to worse in the second half, unfortunately, uh, when Oxford made it 3 0. It was, a, it was a, you know, just, just, too easy, really. The ball was really simple. The player dribbled inside, took pretty much, you know, a, a simple shot, and it just bounced past the the, the front post. But it, you know, it was it was a good enough strike, and that you can't really blame the goalkeeper. You might have saw it late as well. Um, it it was it was a crap goal, so we're not going to talk about it that much. To concede, it's a crap goal to concede, um, but we're not going to talk about it that much. We will move on though and talk about Luke Armstrong's impact in the constellation goal obviously you're not giving up carried on fighting kept the ball in play managed to tee it off uh, to Ghana or something at first it ricocheted and then eventually it fell to McCalmont and, and we did get that goal in the end um, so you know it's good to see that big strong presence from Luke Armstrong definitely just like fighting to the death uh, did Armstrong do a lot to impress you guys as well Max it was right in front of you I believe in the Warwick that, that opportunity so what did you think of the, uh, the yeah. strength of the big man no, it was good. It was good to see. I, I think we've been missing that this season, to be honest. Um, that was something that was mentioned when he when he got brought in. You know, he's he's going to be um, that player to sort of chase chase um, lost causes and um, throw his weight around in, in in the final third. And uh, that's what he did. And uh, yeah, it paid off. I think he tried to have a shot. I kind of wished, you know, he actually scored because he probably deserved it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just. At least it fell to McCalmont. Yeah, it was. It's good to see a goal. Um, but yeah, came too late, unfortunately. And yeah, yeah I think the rhyme was on the wall even even after that goal. Yeah, I mean, there was an opportunity uh, a few moments later where where Carlisle, you know, could have made it a bit more leery. Or I think it was Ghana, and the ball was laid across to him from Gibson. Uh, I think uh, from memory, and and uh, yeah, it was just a really good save from the goalkeeper. In all fairness, you know, just <laughs> really quick to react and just managed to get high yeah. enough and into the corner enough to, to keep the shot out from Ghana. Um, so. Um, unfortunately, lads, you know we've lost this one. Uh, Max, you're going to have a bit of match reaction, uh, I believe, from uh, from your old comment section. So I'll let you dive in, and we'll hear what uh, the listeners had to say about this one. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It doesn't make great reading, um, as is often the case after we lose. I mean, it's been pretty much like that um, <laughs> all season, but. Um, yeah, so Stephen Routledge nine said, talking about staying up, he was like, "It's looking unlikely, but we live in hope." Um, 
Tom0211 said, not showing enough fight until it's too late. Um, left ourselves a mountain to climb, which is true. Yeah. Um, it's you can't really argue many with with the with um the people on Instagram really. It's like <laughs> kind of <laughs> you can't really argue with it. Um, add one more. Oh, give me a second. Yeah. So we've got K I E Sully underscore. Um. Said poor goals to concede. Um, poor goals to concede and not showing any threat up front again. I mean, I kind of, for the most part in that game, I didn't think we did show enough up front, but it definitely improved um, later on, like we mentioned Luke Armstrong. Um, but yeah, too, too little too late again, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, as an overall performance, Will, like, what, what, have you, what have you got to say about this one? Um, I think the first half was, well, maybe the first 20 minutes or so was better. And I think that we, at half time, we went in and I said that I think that we were the better team in that half. They had a lot more of possession, but it seemed like we were creating the bigger chances not managing to really test the keeper in the first half and then and then they you know they got their chance and went down and scored it and I thought at the time like this is because Oxford are a good team that can weather a bit of a storm and they weathered another one late on which is the usual too little too late stuff but you know most of the second half we just kind of lost our discipline a bit and uh, we should have come out we should have come out fighting and we didn't and you know, just kind of started just just giving way to them too weakly until towards the end. But that's kind of when the games changed a bit. Oxford a three one up, and you know, were just are just content to you know to weather another storm. Yeah, absolutely, lads. So we'll uh, you know, it's 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 difficult to give a man of the match, but uh, does does anyone want to volunteer somebody's name? Um, yeah, I'll give my man of the match to McCalmont. Okay, fair enough. There you go. Yeah, um, he, yeah he played all right during the game as well. Actually, I thought Robinson started the game quite well, so it was between him and McCalmont. Max? Um, I'll kind of struggle to give him one of the match, to be honest, but... I thought Gibson was pretty good when he came on. Um, showed a bit of energy and, you know, looked kind of like he he wanted to be there. So <laughs> I'll give it to Gibson. <laughs> I mean, uh, lads, obviously we know it's it's Barnsley uh, tomorrow night at the time of this recording. But by the time this comes out, it'll probably be, I don't know, around the time of kickoff at Barnsley. So it'll be old news, yesterday's news. Uh, so we'll look ahead and we'll mm. do predictions for the Cheltenham game. And talking about looking ahead, you know, they've got two games in hand on us, but if we, if we, if we win this 4-0, we can leapfrog them in the league, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it'll make they're things a lot better. Form as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They are in form. Uh, they've got themselves off the bottom of the table uh, and they've been climbing ever since. Um, yeah, You always Cheltenham. have to believe you can beat these teams. And, you know, I'd like to think that we're going to be better come Cheltenham game as well, so... What do you think the score's going to be? Um, I'm going to say, I'm just going to keep simple and say 1-0 to Carlisle. 1-0 to Carlisle, Max. 
Well, I think we're about to see two wins in two, an unlikely 2-1 win last minute against Barnsley and a 1-0 win, scrappy 1-0 win against Cheltenham. And then all of a sudden, the, the table looks a lot more rosier. It definitely would. It definitely would. I'm I'm like, I'm going to agree with you, lads. It's going to be one nil Carlisle down there at Cheltenham, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a well worth it journey for the Brave people that managed to get themselves down to Cheltenham. And lads, we'll uh, finally, finally leap towards everybody's favourite game. Get in that player. Get in that player. player. Go for it, boys. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Come on, lads. It's Will versus Max, and I'm guiding the hell out of this game because it's time for Will to finally mount a serious, serious mid season title challenge towards the man who is something of the division, I do believe. So, Will, as last season's champion, potentially underperforming at this point of the season, but I think it's likely that you're going to be able to climb to the Dizian Heights once again. Look, I'll be happy if I make the playoffs. I think that's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of where I set my <laughs> I set my ambition at the start of the season, and it's all just about getting in them playoffs. Nice. Okay. Very, very uh, precise minded. But Max, what have you got? Yeah, Go I'm in. looking forward to it. Uh, I, I don't think I've played well in a while, so <laughs> yeah, I'm buzzing. <laughs> I mean, you know, you weren't you weren't one of the chosen ones in in the fabled uh, Pataik versus Damasi uh, classic that happened uh, just oh, a no. few weeks no, ago, I wasn't. and uh, <laughs> you know, well, that's nothing to say <laughs> because you are top of the league, but you have had a bit of stuttering form, unfortunately. But there's a lot of people behind you. You are still the favourite, of course, uh, for the title. And uh, Will, mm-hmm. Max, it's time to play. Guessing the player. Here we go, lads. This player has played internationally for two nations. Oh, sorry, and the home team is Will. <laughs> this player has played internationally for two nations. Internationally for two nations. Uh, I know, is it Lubo Michalik? It's not Lubo Michalik. <laughs> good, good guess, though. Good guess. Uh, Max? Um... I feel like it's either it could be like one of the like Caribbean players we used to have. Um, I'm gonna say not necessarily Caribbean, but Reggie Lamb. Reggie Bermuda Lamb and someone wasn't Reggie Lamb. I'm afraid, lads, it wasn't Reggie Lamb. So uh, we're gonna crack on. Yeah. Question two, two points on the line. This player play never played. English League football after he left Carlisle United. And when I say English League football, I mean, you know, the top four divisions. Okay. Two nations have played. Yeah. Pascal Chimbonda. Will. What? It is Pascal Chimbonda. Ah! Oh, nice. Pascal Chimbonda played play for Guadalupe and for... France <laughs> on the international oh, level. Yeah, I was going to say he came from somewhere. <laughs> and he also nice. signed twice for Tottenham 
Hotspurs. That was going to be the final clue in guessing the yeah, player. Well yeah. done. Playing well. again. He's been in the news. Is um, playing play? again? I don't think he's playing. I don't think he's going to get off. <laughs> no, there. you know, he, um, well, he's not playing, but he's registered. He's registered himself, so he don't forfeit. I'm pretty sure. To avoid, yeah, to avoid him. <laughs> he's just registered. Did he, um, did he win the World Cup or did he just play in the World Cup? He, played... he was on the bench in the final. Oh, yeah. Did they win it? No, I don't think so because he. Otherwise, we'd know that he had a World Cup winner's medal. I'm sure he'd have, yeah. I'm sure he'd have got that'd it out big, at some yeah, point. That would have been a big <laughs> thing, yeah. That would have been a huge bit of news, yeah. Uh, but no, I think he just played in one of, them build up, one of them build-up friendlies for France on the way to that World Cup. Didn't play in that World mm. Cup. Never got into was the France it, squad again. The Zidane headbutt, the Italy final. Oh, it might Zidane, have been, yeah. that, I think that's the one. I think he was on the bench in that. Mm-hmm. The Zidane headbutt. What a way to retire. What a way to retire. <laughs> and what a way to finish this show. That's right. Two points on Will's tally. Close him closer to the title. We will eventually get a league table back together. I'm sure we'll figure it out in the end. <laughs> but we'll, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get and there. It's on you to do it. Well, I don't think it has to be. I think everyone should just keep tallying their own points. <laughs> Equal responsibility. When you could, you... <laughs> is, that how you, is that how you think that the football league should work as well? Yes. <laughs> everyone should have an equal tally. Like, the Carlo, how many yeah. points of Carlisle got something tells me we won't <laughs> be in the relegation place <laughs> if that's the case no yeah we could have a few we could, could we have another 14 points please that'd be nice <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, lads, though, you know, we don't leave in the dreamlands and, uh, you know, we've got to end the show at some point and uh, there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now. Bye for now. In, in a bit. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.